for the people listening to this on SoundCloud, please go over to my YouTube. It's youtube.com slash Ty Rivera and watch the episode there. I'm eventually, I think, going to stop putting these on SoundCloud and only put them on YouTube. So I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of warning because I know some of you really do enjoy and I see the numbers. So I know that some people are still on there. Not a huge amount of people are still just listening to me in audio form. But enough that I don't want to just cut you guys off. So if you guys could migrate over to YouTube, that would be lovely. Sometimes I add a little video on these. On this one, I don't think I'm going to. But there's also my ridiculous facial expressions. There's a lot to be seen and not only heard. But if you just like listening, maybe I'll just leave them here too. I don't know what I'm going to do, you guys. But go to YouTube every once in a while and give me a like there. Give me a what's up. Give me a hey. Give me a comment. Say something. Show some support. Anyway, thank you. Quit squawking. The president is dancing, you goons. Everything bothers him. He's unbothered. He calls it unbothered, but that's what's cute because everything bothers him. He's bothered. I'm a botherina. Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. I am Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. So it's now Tuesday. Get out of here, Bijou. Bijou is not getting a Whimsy's Alligator today. Whimsy's Alligator is the never-to-be-sponsor of Unbothered by Ty Rivera. But Bijou is not getting one today because she had one yesterday because we drove in from Phoenix. And if she has two alligators two days in a row, then it usually does something weird to her poop and it makes me feel like it's upsetting her stomach and I'm just not going to take that chance. So she's mad at me right now and jumping against my leg. But I will not be swayed. I am a good parent and a good parent is a firm parent. I just made that up. So hopefully that's true. But... Either way, she hates me right now. So, um, this is Tuesday, and, well, it's going into Wednesday. Well, it's Wednesday morning. It's 2 a.m. It's 2 a.m. on Wednesday morning is what it is. And let me tell you guys, I had the best weekend ever. I was performing in Phoenix at Stand Up Live with Tim Dillon. If you're not familiar with Tim Dillon, you should be. I'll go ahead and put a link to one of his videos right here. You guys should watch his podcast if you guys aren't already familiar. It's called The Tim Dillon Show. It was really great working with Tim because I really like his podcast. I like what he does. I respect him as a comic. I like the way he thinks. There are so many things that I like about Tim Dillon. And it's really nice to work with somebody where you really respect what they do. And I have definitely worked with people where I haven't necessarily respected what they do. I just wasn't a fan or didn't really think it was that great. And I've had that pointed out to club owners before that I don't seem excited to be there. And it's like, well, why would I be excited to be here? You're terrible. I'm featuring for you and I have more credits than you do. So I don't know what I'm supposed to be enthused about right now. I mean, I guess I don't mind making this money because I'm here. But at the same time, I'm not excited to perform with you. And for anybody that's going to bring up any big names that I performed with, I know Joe Coy is one name people like to bring up because I worked with him for a year and a half. I will tell you, Joe Coy is one person that even when he got on my nerves as a human being, which would occasionally happen, we were on the road for a year and a half together. So you think he never got on my nerves? Come on. You think I never got on his nerves in a year and a half? You guys know me. You guys see me. You think I don't get on people's nerves? Of course I do. So... I'm not talking about Joe Coy, though, because when it came to, like, being on stage, 
Joe Coy is just an absolute beast. Every show, never even an okay or a so-so set. Every set was him absolutely destroying it. And that's something I would tell you, even if I hated the man, which I don't. Uh, Joe is like a big brother to me still to this day, even though we don't chat all the time. But that's because we never would chat all the time. Even when we were on the road together, we didn't chat all the time. Yeah, we would have meals together. We would go to shows together. And he was the one that hired me. It was never like anybody put us together, like an agent or a manager or a club. Nobody ever put us together. Joe had me on as his comic, his feature. I was his official feature and a lot of times feature and opener. So I'd walk out to a cold audience and have to do the hosting as well, which wasn't my favorite thing to do, but it made it so I got the money for opening and featuring, which was very helpful. And Joe was the one that made it happen that way because he wanted me to be able to make as much money as I possibly could while we were on the road together. He wanted me to get as much stage time as I could possibly get. He also would tell owners and bookers of clubs to watch me. And that's something that not everybody's gonna do for you in this business, but he would always tell the owner or the booker or the manager, whoever was in charge, he would always let them know, hey, you have to check this guy out. At least one show out of this weekend, you have to check this guy out he's absolutely hilarious and so i will always be grateful to joe coy and just on a purely comedic level i respect him so much because he just does destroy it he deserves every bit of success that he has so if you guys are going to guess joe coy definitely not joe coy i know there's other names you guys are going to throw out some of them you might be right but i'm not going to answer that just like i'll tell you guys what got on my nerves i got annoyed with somebody on Instagram yesterday because they sent me a direct message and it was because every morning on Instagram I always do like I just woke up a naked video and I cover my naughty bits uh, with some kind of gif as they call them or animated text I guess you could say whatever you would call it some people say gif some people say gif if anybody wants to correct me on gif know that the guy who actually invented them recently came out and he did a collaboration with gif peanut butter but he spelled it g-i-f just to let everybody know that it's actually pronounced gif so if you want to correct me I'm correcting you before you get the chance. So keep your little peasant mouth shut. Oh, there's this guy on Grinder the other day that asked me for pictures and I asked him for pictures back and I sent him a shirtless picture and then he sent me back a picture of him shirtless and he was like, I hope you like soft little peasant bodies. His words, not mine. And he did have a soft little peasant body. But until he said that, I wouldn't have said soft little peasant body because that just wouldn't have been my wording. But once he said that, I felt like you are terrible at marketing and now I don't want to f you. So be better, please, grinder guys. Be better. Even if you have a soft little peasant body, don't try to sell it that way. It's just not good wording. And I hate bad marketing and I'm not going to f you if you're a bad marketer. I'm just not. I'm not encouraging bad behavior. But what I was trying to get at was somebody hit me up when I did my naked vid for the morning, just saying hello to the world and letting everybody know. I just do that. Also, so I mean, like I've talked about it before, but it's so people can see the progress that happens with my body from day to day. And I talk about the things that I ate a lot of times and I'll be like steak made my body look like this. Chicken makes my body look like this. And you will notice there are definite differences. So part of the reason I do that is so that people can see the way that things can change just even overnight or within a couple days or a couple weeks. And some people do take it that way and they really get it that way. And I appreciate that because that's the way in a lot of cases it's been by 
like I said in another video, there's occasionally, you know, people that want to hook up or whatever. And sometimes I'm down, sometimes I'm not. But what happened was I posted my video and then this guy hit me up that's just one of my regular Instagram followers and usually semi-pleasant but a little sarcastic. And he said, so are you f***ing Tim Dillon now? Like that was what he sent me. And I just sent him dumb question. And then he sent back, so yes. And then I sent him back, why would you ask me that? Like just let it go because... I'm going to tell you guys the way I see that, and maybe you'll understand my thinking, and maybe you won't. But to me, it's a little insulting to insinuate that because I'm working with somebody, and they happen to be another gay man, that I must be f***ing them. Especially since everybody knows that I'm very open about everything, and if I was f***ing somebody, I would tell you guys I was f***ing them. I wouldn't... And but I have to tell you, it's especially insulting when it's somebody that you actually respect, because with Tim, I just feel like I'm not thinking about it that way. I'm thinking about what a great performer he is and how much I like his podcast and how much I like him as a comedian just all the way around. He's also just a really great person. So it kind of cheapens it when people hit me with the are you him so I got annoyed and also the other thing that people have to remember is just because I choose to share a lot doesn't mean that I'm necessarily open to talking to every stranger like they're my best girlfriend I talk on my podcast because that's part of my job I share on my social media because that's part of what I do but at the same time if I choose to keep anything to myself then just leave it alone if I ever tell you you asked me a dumb question then just understand you asked a dumb question and shut the up and move on there's nothing for us to talk about after that you've already gotten on my nerves and when I tell people that I'm gonna block them I mean I'm gonna block you I'm not playing with you I'm not joking with you I'm not just saying it as an empty threat I mean I don't want you to be able to have access to me anymore because what you have to remember is a lot of comedians don't respond to their DMS at all a lot I have a lot of interaction with the people that support me I appreciate the people that support me I don't mind messages from the people that support me sometimes it takes me a little longer to get to people than I'd actually like to just because sometimes I do get flooded you got to remember I'm on Instagram I'm on Facebook I'm on Twitter I'm on TikTok I'm on YouTube I've got to respond to comments on everything and then I got to respond to direct messages on everything too then there's my regular email for booking which I have four different emails five different emails for regular stuff and it's just like I have so many things coming at me that sometimes I don't have time to respond to everybody right away I appreciate that everybody has been very patient with me when it comes to that but just understand that it's not a thing of me just wanting to feel like a big shot so I'm just keeping you waiting it's just that I'm busy and when something comes in right away like that because I just happened to finish recording my video because you know I post it instantly and then all of a sudden I get this message and it's like yeah I saw your message so I responded to it right away and then it turns out to be that stupidity and then I tell you politely just to not bug me with that clearly I didn't like the question so I don't owe you anything and that's what a lot of people don't get is I really don't owe you anything. I give people a lot more than I probably should and I don't mind and I don't plan to change that. But at the same time, people need to learn not to abuse it. Yes, you can ask me a question, but if I tell you it's a dumb question or I ask you to move on, just move on. Don't press it. And I'm sorry to get upset like that, but just I think sometimes people forget and think that 
because you're on the internet and you overshare a lot, that that means that there are no limits and they can talk to you any way that they want to. And I definitely don't want to set up that dynamic with anybody. I don't want anybody to feel like they're just complete, like, just talk to me however you want to talk to me. I'm a dumb whore. I'm whatever the f you want me to be. I'm just, that's what I am. It's insulting sometimes. It's just, it's just like, it's, and on, on my comments on my page, for the most part, I'll put up with that because it's happening in public. But when you send me a message like that, direct message, then it's like, are you mistaking yourself for being a good friend of mine? Because you're not. You're just somebody that I've been nice to on the internet. And that's what this guy was. He's not even one of the people that really supports me or where I'm like, okay, I'll give you a little leeway because you are always saying cool stuff or we do talk about personal stuff in DMs every once in a while. I've just had it with people on that end. You know, I have so little patience with people when it comes to talking about just like that kind of stuff to me feels creepy in the DMs, you know? It just does. And maybe, like I said, maybe I'm being silly, but then I'm being silly and I'm putting down a silly boundary. So respect it because it's still my boundary, even if you consider it silly. And I'm not going to come off it and be like, okay, well, since you don't think it's nice that I say this, I won't say it anymore. Yeah, fuck you. I'm going to tell you not to overstep your boundaries. That's what I'm saying. And I had to do that with a couple of straight guys, too, because people don't get I'm not a fan of what they call queer baiting, I think is what they call it. And it's when people will flirt with gay guys for marketing purposes or try to appear to be gay because it looks fun or whatever the f they're doing, create sexual tension. I'm not down with any of it. I am a full grown. F and if you try to f around me, if you try to flirt with me, I'm going to you or I'm going to try to f you. So. Please don't do that. And I will get very forward with you. Like I did that to one friend just the other day, last night, was as a matter of fact. And it was just because he was always flirting with me. And it's like, I don't flirt with you like that. I never return it. But he would like flirt and not all the time. It wasn't constant, but it was just enough that it started to feel disrespectful. And so he, you know, would talk to me about the size of his every once in a while and I'm not calling him a creep because maybe he just didn't know any better or maybe he doesn't have a lot of gay friends like me or I don't know maybe people have put up with him like that he's a decent looking guy it's not like I'm pretending like he's not good looking but I just don't flirt with my straight friends because I like to keep that separation there's one or two friends that I joke that way with and that's just because for some reason we fell into that groove and that's just the way we are but it's just not something I'm a fan of I don't like flirting with straight guys because I think that that we should have that line that's really the way I feel about it so I don't do that and this particular friend just kept overstepping overstepping so I was just finally like send me some pictures of your and then he tried to act a little uncomfortable about it but to me it's like that's it then stop you know if you're not serious then don't play with me because I'm not playing. I'm not pretending to be gay. It's not just a joke that I'm gay. It's not something for you to get some kind of amusement off. It's just you're either down with it or you're not. And if you're cool with me being gay and you're a friend that's securing your sexuality, then you don't have to do any of that around me. You can just be you the straight guy and I accept you and respect you as that and I will be me, your gay friend, and you respect me and accept that and we shall not try to cross paths in the sexual way. So I didn't express all of that to him when I was talking to him on text, though, just because I don't feel like I should have to. I just don't. I feel like 
if he wants, he can watch the podcast and can figure it out here. And he doesn't owe me an apology, even though I know I'll probably get one where it'll be like, well, I didn't realize you felt like I was disrespecting you. Um, he wouldn't want to take the victim route with me, though, because there's no victimization that happened other than you overstepped your bounds and I showed you how to step back into line. That's all that happened as far as I go. Then I had something similar happen on Saturday and that actually turned out to be what it was supposed to be, you know? Uh, it, but I did think it was just, cause that's a very common thing for audience members to do after the show is they'll try to flirt with me or be like, I'm gay and I, with them, I will put up with it because they're audience members. They probably bought a ticket. So there's that. I'm kind of in a customer service position at that point. So I do have to somewhat humor them. So I'll put up with that to a certain degree. But after the show is over, I don't think a lot of people understand. When it comes to comedians, we're just like people in any other job. Once the show is over, we're ready to be done. We're ready to go home. We're not really trying to put up with anybody. So the second show was done and I was getting ready to leave stand up live and when I walked out there was this guy that was like hey Ty you look cute tonight and I was like thank you and then I just went to keep walking and then he was like hey Ty you want to hook up and I was like literally what I told him was I don't play games with straight boys and I don't let straight boys play games with me so if you want to then let's but other than that leave me alone and then I started to walk down the stairs and I got all the way down the stairs and then there's escalators after the stairs and I got to the escalators and when I got to the escalators this guy comes running up behind me and I was like what and he was like I want to hang out with you and I was like you're full of and uh he was like no and he was cute you guys saw him on my Instagram story if you guys were paying attention on Saturday night and uh that's when i was like all right well then tell me your story what's up and so he was like i just want to hang out with you and my friend is waiting upstairs but he's cool if we just go ahead and hang out and i was like yeah i don't want to hang out with your friend if you want to hang out you want to hook up then that's cool but i'm not going to do much outside of that i'm not going anywhere else i'm just if you want to hook up i'm down but outside of that it is what it is and so he was like, yeah, I want to hook up. And I said, okay, then prove you're serious. And then I recorded some stuff on Instagram that people got to see in my story. And then I told him, show me your d which is a standard for me. I know I'm classless, but this is what I am. And so he was like, right here? And we were in the parking garage. And I was like, yes. And then he was like, what if somebody sees? And I was like, turn in towards me so that nobody can see and then some guys came up and were like can we get a picture with you and i was like of course so hold on you let's go take these pictures took the pictures then i was like okay now let's see that so then he went and showed me his and i was like oh this guy's serious so then we had to find a place because I wasn't staying at a hotel. Tim had offered to let me stay at the Airbnb with them. And John Carden, who's my good friend, had given me an invitation to stay at his place. But in the end, I just wanted to stay at my parents' place. So dumb mistake as far as that went, because then when me and this guy hooked up, I didn't have a place to take him. So we ended up going to a park and well, it's kind of a park. I don't know. Anyway, it happened and it was fun and it was cool, but I am not planning on talking to him again. There's people that are kind of 
just want to hook up with the person that was on stage which is something that i don't get but it happens every once in a while and if you're the type that i would mess with then you're the type that i would mess with and i go ahead and go for it i don't care um we're all adults here so there was that and now vegas i come back and vegas is changing the rules a little bit like i think it was the encore is going to be changing their hours of operation so they're going to be now thursday to sunday well thursday to monday afternoon when checkout time is over on Monday, then they're going to close again till Thursday. And that's because they say that there's not a lot of demand. And I don't think they want to drop their prices to what a lot of Vegas is doing right now. Vegas is having a lot of problems because not a lot of people can afford to come here if we're at regular rates. So they have slashed the rates and that's allowing ghetto people to come here and feel like they're balling. And when you get the ghetto crowd that feels like they're balling, that'll lead to a lot of fights because people feel like they're living in rap videos or, you know, like popping bottles type lifestyle. And it's like, no, you're still trash. You just were able to afford this because they drop the prices, but it doesn't mean anybody's going to treat you like you're something special or like all of a sudden you're a Vegas baller. You forget that even though Vegas is going through a hard time right now, this is a place where actual ballers come. So when you come here with your little chump change and try to throw it around like, oh, I'm big. It's like, no, we know what big is in this city. That's And People would say, well, you only got here a year and a half, Ty, so how would you know? Well, because I spent a lot of time in the city. I lived in the city when I was younger, and I really lived in the city when I was younger. And I know that, that I know that life. I know that, you know, real money life just because the people I hung out with had a lot of money. So I know what it looks like when people are really able to spend versus some chump that just happened to get the pandemic relief money and now all of a sudden they think they're making it rain and it's like yeah you're weekend rich is what you are so stop stop acting like everybody's fooled by your low level of accomplishment nobody cares so and then they start feeling like you know they're being disrespected for other reasons sometimes people blame it on race and when i say this it's not that it's always that it's black and Latino that are doing this because really it's not. You see white people doing it too, like thinking that they're Beverly Hillbillies living the life. And it's like, no, everybody knows that you're trash. It's just what it is. But, you know, if you happen to be a person of color, that's where sometimes people will throw in, well, the, I'm just being treated this way. No, money is green in Vegas. That's the only color that really matters when you're dealing with a lot of Vegas. It's what it is. Sometimes people try to blame things on race. Yeah, off the strip, maybe. Off the strip, maybe you can hit some racism. But on the actual strip, if you're spending, you're good. If you are if you have actual money to spend, you're even better. So, um, you know, that's what it is. And it's because, like I said, the rooms are so cheap right now, which even the police have come out and said that the lower prices on the rooms are what they think is leading to the uptick in violence on the strip because there has been i believe it's up 30 percent from what it was last year to date the violence on the strip so it makes sense because if you've ever been to circus circus which a lot of people joke about circus circus but circus circus is a low rent hotel motel on the strip and they cater 
to that no money crowd and they always have fights so if you're going to drop vegas prices all the way to circus circus prices and you can't be surprised when you end up with the circus circus crowd and then some people are mad because cardi b had her birthday here over the weekend which i don't have a problem with cardi b having her birthday here over the weekend but the way that they were doing the parties and not having social distancing and not having masks, I can see how a lot of business owners, local business owners in Vegas would be like, okay, why do they get to get away with having these big events and then we cannot? Why is it that it's okay for these people, but it's not okay for the people that are off the strip? So as far as like the smaller businesses go and the bar owners, if they feel cheated by that, I don't blame them at all for feeling cheated by that. I would feel cheated by that. I even as a comic feel a little bit cheated by that because we're not allowed to have our regular audiences because of these particular guidelines but then cardi b comes in and suddenly it's all allowed and everything's good and there's video all over the internet of it and it just doesn't seem fair to me but at the same time what are you going to do and some people that i was reading an article from were referring to cardi b and offset and them as like you know felons and gangbangers and whatever and yeah maybe in former life but now to me the way i see it is this is a case of the rich rubbing it in our faces that they don't live like us which you know if you have a problem and you're saying like eat the rich and stuff like that you got to remember that cardi b and her crew is part of the rich so to me that doesn't fall under the umbrella of ghetto trash on the strip and what i was describing earlier to me this is a case of the rich not having to obey the same rules as the rest of us and it also supports what i was saying earlier when people know real money versus that other but i still say until we're all allowed to be open then nobody should be partying like that then people were mad because the president was dancing today which i talked about earlier he was kind of doing a little cha-cha and again get over it you guys yeah 214,000 people died but one person that got corona that didn't die is the president he's fun i keep trying to tell you guys just relax and enjoy the ride because it's happening whether you like it or not it's happening and you know what i'm going to tell you guys about me and you will notice this is going to be true if by some miracle because i really don't think it's going to happen but if by some miracle biden and kamala end up winning I am not going to be constantly complaining about the fact that they're in charge. I will talk about it. I will talk about ways that they mess up. I will talk about things that they do that are right. But at the same time, I'm not going to be consumed by it. And I'm not going to turn to that person that's constantly complaining about stuff. It's like you guys live miserable lives and you choose to live miserable lives. And then you want to blame everybody else. And then you don't like when anybody presses you or asks you any questions. So I don't know what it is you think that's supposed to happen. I don't know what you think we're all supposed to do. Are, is nobody supposed to be happy until you're happy? Like, who are you and why do I care if you're happy? Why do I want my happiness to be dependent on such miserable people? And that's what they are. They're miserable people. Anybody that's always complaining one side or the other, one way or another, shut up. Get a life. Learn to do something constructive with your time. Your life doesn't have to be wrapped up in the president or the vice president or Amy Cohen Barrett or anybody. Your life doesn't have to be wrapped up in that. You can choose to live a happy life in spite of what's happening around you that's something i've had to do for a lot of my life so 
Welcome to my life if you're not happy with everything that's happening around you all the time as far as politics go and LGBT and whatever it is you think is so important. The coronavirus, which uh, even the WHO had to come out and say that the WHO? The WHO. Uh, the WHO had to come out and say that the lockdown wasn't a good idea and all it did was make poor people poor. And like the WHO all of a sudden is backtracking and thinks that that was... Uh, Okay, well, I told everybody that from the beginning, but you guys insisted, so we went ahead and did it. Now shut up and enjoy that you got your way. Stop trying to act like everything has to be your way because it doesn't. Nobody wants to do that with you, especially not me. I don't want to hear you bitching about bad decisions that people made on your behalf when you were asking them to. Jesus Christ, you guys. Does there always have to be something that you're complaining about? Can it ever just be, oh, that was cool. I mean, like me, I had a great weekend. I enjoyed myself. I went swimming. I sat in the hot tub for a while. I ate good food. I ate more food than I should because I was back in Phoenix and there was a burrito fiasco that happened. Somebody ate my burrito at my parents' house and I specifically requested this burrito from this particular place. If you're not familiar, there's a place in Phoenix called Carolinas, Carolinas, if you're Mexican. I grew up near a Carolinas, the original Carolinas on 16th Street and Mojave. That's a lie. 12th Street and Mojave is what it really is. And I grew up right up the street from there. Well, you know, once I was a teenager, that's where we lived. And my grandparents' house was right up the street from there all the time, forever, 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 like since the 40s or the 50s, something like that. And so uh, I that place, I really like their bean and potato burrito, also known as a bean and papa burrito. And so I asked my parents, my dad, because he said, I'm going to go to Carolina's. And I was like, well, I got to go to sleep soon because, you know, this was when I was uploading my video. So early in the morning. And so I told him if he could bring me a bean and papa and then I'll just eat it when I, when I wake up. And he was like, yeah, okay. Well, while I was asleep, my nephew didn't realize that that was my bean and papa and he ended up eating it. And before I went to sleep, my dad had made it back home and he had offered me... Um, half of his burrito because he doesn't eat a whole one and his was egg and papa and which egg and potato in case you guys need a translation but his was egg and papa and so i ate half of it and then the night before i had also bought a burrito but not one from there just a bean and cheese burrito from polibertos which is a member of the bertos family if you guys are familiar they're filibertos isabertos Polibertos. It's a chain that's owned by different family members. I heard that what happened was somebody in the family won the lottery forever ago in California because they also have them in California. And so somebody won the lottery from their family and just decided to give some of the family members money so they could open their own. And so that's where it came from. That's what I was told. I don't know if that's true, but that's the story I was told. Anyway, I had one from Polibertos and their tortillas were so gross and waxy. So that was a waste of me eating a burrito, but I had it anyway because it was bean and cheese and I'm Mexican and it's a sin to throw away a bean and cheese burrito. You have to eat it. So I went ahead and finished it. And then, like I said, the next morning I had an egg and papa, half of one. And then I went to sleep, woke up. My burrito had been eaten. 
And I was a little more mad than I let on. But also, I love my nephew. My nephew is such a good boy. I do love him. But at the same time, he really got on my nerves. Because I was really... You know when you're really looking forward to something? Like, you know you're going to wake up to it. And you're like, when that, when I wake up, that's going to be great. And so I was really excited about the idea of waking up and eating my bean and papa burrito. And that's my favorite burrito from anywhere. It's, it's what it is. And then I wake up and they were like, you're going to have to have another egg and papa because somebody ate your burrito. And I was like, who? And they didn't want to tell me. So then I ended up figuring out later by process of elimination that it was my nephew, Doodles. And so, ugh, Doodles. But I ended up eating my burrito. I mean, like, I ended up eating the egg and papa. And then on Monday, I think it was, I woke up to two bean and papa burritos. I know what happened after I, because I was told you have a bean and papa burrito. And I was like, oh, okay. And so I was happy about that. And then they were like, actually, you have two bean and papa burritos. And it turned out my dad went and got me one from the Carolinas that's up the street from us, not too far and more like my parents' area. And then my niece went to the original and got me one from there. So I ended up having two of them. And really, I didn't want to eat two burritos, but at the same time, they were both good. And I didn't want to turn down either and make anybody feel like I didn't care about the fact that they bought me a burrito and tried to make up the other burrito for me. And so I went ahead and ate two burritos that I really didn't need. But... It was still good. And like they say, it's the thought that counts. And I appreciate people thinking of me. So I definitely ate the burrito. But anyway, I ate a bunch of food that I shouldn't have eaten. But life is good. So I'm not going to sit here and complain to you guys about this went wrong and that went wrong. I tell you guys stories from the week and things that have bothered me at different points. But I'm not holding on to any of it. So that's why when I tell people to get lives and to worry about what actually matters, it's like, okay. Then let's say Corona is just as dangerous as you say it is. Let's say that because we all know I really don't feel that way. But let's say that. Do you want to spend your last days on Earth sweating stuff that doesn't matter? Does, is that what you want to do? Do you want to spend your last days worried about Donald Trump dancing? Is that what you want to do? Because I don't think it is. And then some of the things I see people post on social media, they're just not ready to be pressed on it anyway. So it's like, why do you even post stuff like this? Because you're not prepared to have the conversation that you think you're starting or whatever you think you're doing right now. I had to call a friend out about that or the husband of a friend. And I still love my friend. And I'm not even in a place where I don't like her husband. I just don't respect that he wasn't ready to actually talk about things that mattered when he was pretending that things were important. Like he was talking about how Trump's entire campaign is based on hate and his people are only voting for him because he does things to them that they don't like. And no, that's not it. Like I've talked about that before. I talked about it just a couple of days ago. And maybe some people would take what I said that way, but that's not the way it was meant to be taken. So I'll clear it up right now. Yes, it is a benefit that he forces you into promoting him. That's what he does when you start crying about him online. Because whether you realize it or not, whether you're saying anything negative or positive, you're still promoting him. So you're basically doing his dirty work for him. So there's that. But the more important thing is that the left has gotten so ridiculous 
in the way that they language police that there really is a serious threat to our freedom of speech. And some people would say that freedom of speech isn't that important. And to those people, I would say you're an idiot. If you don't understand that speech is the first thing we need to be able to address problems, to be able to talk things out, to be able to figure things out, we need speech. So to me, free speech is the most important thing. That's why, like I say, people can say things I don't agree with, and I'm still not trying to stop them from saying them. It doesn't mean I have to listen, but at the same time, I don't feel like I have to stop you from speaking. You say what you need to say. If I don't like it, I'll tune out. If I feel like there's something to debate, I'll debate. But to say that me and other people are running off of unfounded fear well run i'm not running off fear anyway i'm a solution-based person so the way i see it is i just have to keep kamala and and i say kamala first because really that's who's going to be the president if we're all pretending joe biden doesn't have dementia i think we're all doing ourselves a big disservice so there's number one that's wrong with what's going on with the democrats is they don't want to acknowledge that there is some kind of mental decline going on there and yeah it's it's unfortunate that that's what it is, but it's what it is. So I'm not trying to be mean when I say it. It's just we need to talk in facts. When people say they respect facts and Donald Trump doesn't respect facts, well, okay, cool. Then prove that you're the opposite by acknowledging that this man has dementia or is suffering from some sort of mental decline. It's just what it is. Stop trying to bullshit us and act like, oh, I don't even notice what's going on. We're not at Thanksgiving dinner and Grandpa has his underwear outside of his pants. So now what's going on? This guy's running for president. So, yeah, that's something I want you to pay attention to. I want you to at least acknowledge if you're pretending like this is really the way that I'm supposed to vote. Like, let's start there. Let's start by not bullshitting each other when it comes to that. Because you're supposed to be the party of truth and science and morality. These are all things you claim. So I'm asking you to live up. That's all I'm doing. I'm asking you to live up. And so I ask about, you know, okay, cool. Then let's take that off the table. Because I didn't even mention that to this friend. This friend is saying that Trump is running off of fear, whatever, hate, blah, blah, blah. Okay, well then let's talk about the 1994 crime bill. Let's talk about that. And let's talk about Kamala Harris and when she was suppressing evidence and not allowing people to get DNA taken when that could have set them free. How do you justify that? How do you think that that's okay in your mind? that these two people have done that. And by doing that, these people have done more to hurt people of color, black people specifically, than Donald Trump has in his entire life. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. That's just a matter of fact. So many people went to prison. So many people are in prison for life on three strikes because of that crime bill. So what what are we doing? What are, like? How do you justify that? If you want to say, okay, well, that's the way they were then. They've admitted that. This is the way they are now. But neither of them admit that. Neither of them act like there's anything wrong with that. Joe Biden has said that he stands by it. Kamala has said that she stands by her record. So these people haven't even grown to a point where they're like, yes, I made some mistakes when I was younger, or I had a different idea of what I thought my job was supposed to be. I don't care. Just give me some sort of explanation where you acknowledge that you messed up and you screwed a lot of people over. Just do that. And then maybe I can understand why it is I'm supposed to vote for you now. 
But the fact that I'm supposed to completely pretend that it didn't happen to me again is insulting. And so I asked him several times and he kept giving me these long answers. And I'm like, no, you're not answering that. He'd give me these long answers and talk about Donald Trump. And it's like, no, I'm asking you about Kamala and Joe Biden. That's what you're talking about, right? That's who you really stand for. So if that's who you're really going for, then shouldn't you be able to tell me if you're going to ask me how I can be okay with the things Donald Trump has said and done in the past, and I'm fine to answer those questions. And then I ask you similar questions, but then all of a sudden you're like, well, I have a daughter and it's uh, nobody asked about your daughter. Stop deflecting. Stop. Everything you're accusing Donald Trump of doing, you do. I say this all the time. The people who hate Donald Trump the most are the ones that argue just like him. If you ever get in any kind of debate with these people, you'll notice that they'll use every tactic that they slam Donald Trump for. And it's like, yeah, for you not to like him, you sure do take a lot out of his playbook. Because it's almost all you do. Now, I'm asking you, as another citizen, I'm asking you to answer this question. Well, no, well, stop. And so then he tried to tell me that me being LGBT and because he's white and he had brought up, you know, his daughter and his wife are Mexican or Latino or whatever. And then I was like, yeah, I am Latino. So it's not like I married into this. This is, I don't wake up and put this skin color on. This, I know I do tan, but that's just to even out my color. It's not to add color altogether. Not even that tan right now, but I do tan to even out my color. And I was just there like maybe two weeks ago. So I'm just full transparency. But I know people that have been affected. I personally know that I'm related to people that have been affected by the 1994 crime bill. If you want to be 100% honest about it. So yeah, I do kind of have some questions. I do kind of want to know how you're all right with him ruining certain lives. And I'm not allowed to ask or I'm not, I don't deserve an answer to that while you're telling me the way that I'm supposed to vote and how I think I, I can't get an answer. All right, well... Enjoy losing again because this is why you guys lost last time. Because last time when it came to Hillary and it came to those goddamn emails, which yes, there were a lot of emails sent that weren't supposed to be sent on a private server, but they were a lot. I can't even remember over 20,000, a lot. And there were people that were telling me, well, she's a grandmother and the secretary of state. Are you trying to pretend right now that the secretary of state is the same as your senile like joe biden grandmother do you think hillary clinton was making cookies in her spare time is that what we're pretending because i don't think that's what hillary was doing hillary was an actual lawyer hillary was more bill clinton than bill clinton was it's what it was she was really advising and putting shit together while he was getting blowjobs so i'm not going to pretend that the email situation didn't happen and that just because Bernie Sanders, I don't give a damn about your emails. Well, you're stupid, Bernie, because that's what cost you was the fact that you always take your own main card. You take it out of your own hand, Bernie. So enjoy yourself year after year. Well, you won't be running again because you're going to be way too old next time. But, you know, he just did it not too long ago. I can't even remember what the most recent one was, but... He wasn't going to talk about something because he's always trying to stay above board. Well, politics don't always happen above board, Bernie. You know how hard it is to say above board, Bernie? Above, bro, above, above board. 
above bird Bernie, above bird Bernie. That's a tongue above bird. Anyway, they don't Bernie. So, blah, blah. Sorry, you guys. I just get, I do get a little mad sometimes just because, you know, one, the podcast is called Unbothered and I'm telling you what I'm bothered about and by the end we'll be unbothered again. But it's like, stop telling me what I am. You know, like you're running off of fear. The entire campaign is hate. No, it's not actually. Actually, if you look at the Trump people, we're having a lot of fun most of the time. Even when we're trolling you guys, we're having a lot of fun. There are fun memes coming from the right. The left has fun memes, but they're usually about celebrity culture. They're not usually when it comes to politics. When it comes to politics on the left, it's usually whiny, like, how did he ever make it past this? And it's him doing the, uh, like, you know, and it turns out that that's been proven that he just does that when people are lying. That's a common thing he does when people are lying. So he wasn't specifically making fun of the handicapped guy plus the well the guy that has a disability plus the guy that has a disability is and there's nothing wrong with saying that i'm so tired of having to pretend that because people have disabilities that they're angels or saints because that's not true i have a guy with a disability that tried to bully me online and boy did he not like what he heard from me he told me something on my plastic face and i was like it can't be any worse than those useless things you call legs but because you're handicapped then all of a sudden he plays that card and he's the one that do so you can talk to me about my plastic face but i bring up your useless legs and suddenly I'm not nice to handicapped people. No, I'm not nice to you, you little fucker, and you happen to be handicapped. Let's be clear about that. It's not that I'm not nice to handicapped people. I have handicapped friends. My friend Luis is handicapped. I've talked about it on, I've had other handicapped friends. Technically, I'm nice to people because when I was younger, people used to bully me. So you know who I used to hang out with? I used to hang out with the handicapped kids. Like there was this one girl, her name was Jenny. Jenny was who I hung out with when I was young. Not like Forrest Gump, Jenny, but still Jenny. Um, and Jenny had birth defects. Everybody thought she was retarded. Jenny wasn't actually retarded at all. She just had birth defects. So she had to wear two hearing aids. She had braces on her legs. She was a really nice little girl. It turned out that she really mentally was pretty much all there. But she just physically. And so everybody just thought she was retarded because she talked slow and stuff like that. Well, when people were not liking me because I was different, this is when I was very little, um, people didn't like me because I was different, and so I hung out with Jenny. And so I was always especially nice to the handicapped kids because even though it might sound funny to say it, and I know some people will probably laugh at me a little bit right now because I'm being this open about this, and I probably shouldn't be, so people will eventually use it against me, but since I was not accepted by the other kids when I was little, I hung out with the kids that had disabilities it didn't last that long because you know i learned how to be <sighs> popular and accepted just like i always do but there was a couple years there when i was very little where it took me a while to figure out how to make happen socially now once i figured that out later suckers just playing i wasn't like that but at the same time it wasn't like i just continued to hang out with them just because also then they went to special classes because you know the older you get the more they separate everybody and so they went to their special classes and then i was hanging out with the regular kids again and so i've always had a soft spot for handicapped people i've always been extra helpful with handicapped people 
But I also look at you as a human being, and if you act like an I'm going to treat you like an That's what it is. And I'm not going to apologize for it. And I'm not going to act like I should have been nicer because you're handicapped. No. Where I showed restraint was when I saw the same handicapped person not too long ago. He came to Vegas. And technically, there was a point where it's just me and him outside. And if I was going to do anything that was truly bully-like, that's where it would have happened. But I didn't. I didn't even say anything to him because I didn't want to make him uncomfortable. And I didn't want to make him feel threatened because really I'm not trying to bully him. My thing is just don't try to bully me online because you think you have some sort of leverage because you're handicapped. That's not fair. And that's the way I feel like that particular reporter was with Donald Trump or journalist or whatever he was specifically. Um, however, he identified because you get in trouble for that. People being like, he's not that. And it's like, shut up. But that guy would try to bug Donald Trump. So Donald Trump came after him like he does anybody else, which you should know that. Like Donald Trump is an indiscriminate troll. At this point in his life, he is an indiscriminate troll. And I can relate to that. That's the reason that I like having him as my president because he really does represent me. The other day I was talking to somebody and I was like, Donald Trump is the best troll ever. He's absolutely the best troll in the world. And that person was like, he's not the best troll in the world. I was like, okay, what other troll has made it to the office of the United States president? What other troll has made it to that level? Please do tell me what troll is better than that. And of course, my friend had to start laughing and was like, yeah, you're right. That's definitely just what it is you know so how about people stop just going off emotions and try to figure out how things actually work because i mentioned having to hang out with the handicapped kids and i don't mean it like that but i'm just going to talk the way i talk i'm i'm not going to try to clean it up or change it because i talk the way i talk and then you figure out what i mean by it and if you don't i don't care i have people do that every once in a while like take my podcast apart and be like he said this like this i don't care what you think of me i don't, I don't think of you to tell you the truth most of the people that do that i feel like they need lives like people don't get how little i respect the people that talk about me that don't know me it's not even a thing for me where it's like you know i i once in a while have people like i said they'll they'll hit me up and they'll be like so and so said this and it's like yeah i don't know that person so i don't really know why they have so many opinions about me let me straighten out my bra strap got frazzled there but yeah so uh, when people take me the wrong way on my podcast i'm like fine take me the wrong way i don't care i'm so over caring what people think that don't understand the difference in tone and inflection and sometimes you just say things because you're in the moment and that's the way you said them but really if people were to listen to you they'd get it but like that's what i was trying to get at is when it came to like hanging out with the handicapped kids and the people mistreating me yeah i was little 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 that's what you have to understand about that time in my life was i was a little kid and i mean like kindergarten to like second or maybe third grade at the latest and i remember that I was sad because the other kids didn't like me. The other regular kids were not nice to me. They weren't. And then I learned to get over those emotions and just figure it out. And I was a kid, so I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. But I figured out how to make things work for me. And that's what I feel like more people need to do. It's like, get out of your feelings and figure out how this can actually work for you. Get out of your feelings and figure out how to actually make this a situation that you can live in and not only live in but thrive in everybody's mad because they might not get stimulus checks until after the election there might not be any help until after the election so 
I'm in the same position with everybody else, but I'm not going to be upset about that. I'm going to say, how do I keep myself afloat between now and November 3rd? So that's what I'm going to do. And then if it turns out to be until January that we have to figure everything out or that we get everything figured out, well, then I guess I'll just figure out at that point how to keep afloat till January. That's what I'm doing. I think about ways that I can make things work, not ways to panic or ways to put myself in a tizzy, which isn't, (laughs) I said tizzy, but you know, everybody is in a tizzy, that's what I hate, is everybody's in a constant tizzy, and it's frustrating, it's annoying, it's like, calm down, just stop, I know I told you guys about when I was young and I used to pass chickens for work and I would literally pass chickens. There would be three chickens, one by each leg, and you'd pass them down. And I remember that job. You know, you just were standing there like a human conveyor belt, just passing chickens. And every once in a while, the chickens would go crazy. And this was before PETA was a big thing like it is now. Now PETA's in everything, but PETA probably still doesn't know this. But anyway, so you'd pass the chickens down and every once in a while, the chickens would like start going crazy, you know, and start pecking at your hand and stuff like that. And you were instructed by the people that were running the chicken mill or whatever you want to call it to like slam their heads on the cage and then they'd be stunned for a second and they'd stop attacking your hand. That's the way I feel a lot of America needs to be done. I really feel like that. I feel like they just need their heads slammed on the cage and just shut up for a minute. Be dazed. Because it's unproductive. You guys have had four years to come up with something better than Biden and Harris. Four years, you guys were complaining about the most dangerous man in the world. This Nazi Hitler is running the country as far as you guys go. And then at the end of four years of Hitler running the country, we've escaped the camp so far. So far, we haven't been loaded onto the trains. And instead of having a plan in place, a foolproof plan, instead of pressuring your party to make sure that they put up people that are a slam dunk instead you guys let biden and harris happen you guys aren't taking this as seriously as you were pretending to you guys were funning me because i thought you guys really wanted a solution to the point where i even said i was open like my vote was up for grabs i said that at the beginning if you follow me on anything on social media and some of my fellow trump supporters were like traitor your vote is up for grabs yes you fool my vote is up for grabs i'm open for something a little less tumultuous and that's the word i used exactly on Facebook posts about it. Yes, I'm open to something a little less tumultuous. That's what it is. Less tumultuous tea. <laughs> it's not a word, but less tumultu- tumultuous. <laughs> I love when I mess up all words, but it's it's fun. <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, something something less tumultuous. Just keep saying it. But I was open. And, and Trump supporters... Thought I was a bit of traitor, but the right is always easier lately. So nobody left me from the right. Yeah, they didn't agree. And yeah, they were like, you're a little bit of a traitor because, and it's not even that I'm a traitor. It's just like, I'm, I'm down for living in harmony. I really am. I'm down for, okay, you guys didn't like that. We tried it on. It, it wasn't your thing. Okay. I respect that. So what do you got? Throw something at me. Let's vote him in. Let's see how it works. I was fine. I like Trump. I thought he was fun. But like I said, 
If we got something that's going to serve the country better, let us all live in a better situation, a little more peace. I'm down for it. So throw it at me. Biden Harris. No, that's not what you're throwing at me. I didn't say I was just a, I'm not a vote blue no matter who. I just said I was open to checking other stuff out. You guys don't have anything better. You guys have a blue version of what we already got. If you believe all the stories about both as far as sexual assault, as far as like same, same, same Z's. But really, I'm not even being silly right now. If you believe the stories about both, which you either believe all of the stories or none of the stories, that's the way I see it, because the accusers are just as credible on both sides, which I say a lot of these bitches aren't credible, but that's just me on both sides. But like I say, if we're, if we're believing, we're believing. So you guys gave me a blue version of what we already have. So why am I going to vote for a blue version, the less fun version? Because I'm telling you, these memes Trump puts out, they hit. Whether you're right or left, you know they hit. Where he crossed out the P and put future resident instead of president, and it's an old folks home, Joe Biden for resident. Yeah, that's a new one that he just put out last night. And I'm telling you, that even has people in the left. He's just such a troll and so good at it that I have fun. So why am I going to give up fun for your guy? Like Biden is always talking like it's doomsday. This is the most important election. Shut up. Yeah, you're right. It is important. We, it's important that we never have you running for Senate again. And that's what he said. It's not me. That wasn't me making a mistake. He just said that in another speech that he's running for Senate. He's running for the U.S. Senate. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know what race he's in. He's messed up several times now saying that. But I'm supposed to pretend I don't see it because vote blue no matter who. Okay, that makes sense. You're right. Just as long as it's blue, he can be senile and not know what he's doing or where he's at or who he's doing it to. But I'm just supposed to vote for him. So no. That's not going to happen. And so me and my friend's husband, we got into it. He ended up falling to calling me a dumbass, which is what they always do when they run out of shit to say, because I wasn't to the point where I was calling him any names. I was still pressing him. I'm fine with everything you're saying. I'm fine with everything you're saying about Donald Trump. Now answer how it is you're okay with the 1994 crime bill and the suppression of evidence as well as not allowing DNA. For people that could be set free. Answer that. Don't tell me what Donald Trump does. Don't tell me what his followers do. I'm asking you how you, 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 you can support Joe Biden and Kamala Harris when you know their past. Because I've already answered on podcast, on stage when I'm being funny, on panels tapings i've answered why it is i vote for donald trump and how it is i can dismiss certain things or put certain things out of my head or not even pay attention to certain things there's certain things i don't even let in and i'll tell you all of them i don't care i've done it publicly but then i ask you to answer those questions and you cannot do it so am i really dumber than you because i don't think i am you notice i said think I don't think I am. I don't know. Maybe you'll dazzle me with an answer one day and I'll be like, wow, I really am dumb. But I doubt it because you had plenty of time like that. 
exchange we had went plenty without any answer, without with just deflecting. Everything you say Trump does, you were doing in the conversation. So how is it I'm supposed to even respect you? You're no better than Donald Trump. And I stopped short of calling this person an idiot because I don't think he's an idiot. I just don't think he's fully thought out everything he's saying. And when you're on the left to see, this is the advantage to being on the right. This is the advantage of taking an unpopular position is when you take an unpopular position, people will press you on it constantly. And if you're a smart person and you're willing to answer these questions head on, which I can check both of those boxes, even though I only made it to the ninth grade, which I love reminding people of. I want everybody to know I only made it to ninth grade. And it's not because I'm bragging. It's just because I want people to know that you don't have to take the traditional route and go to school to be an intelligent person. That is something that they're fooling you into. So you end up in a bunch of debt right at the beginning of your life and you stay a slave to the system from the beginning. That's something I stand by. You choose to go to school. I don't not respect you for it, but I'm not going to act like you're something special. Great. You're good at sticking to a curriculum. Congratulations. But when you take an unpopular position, people will ask you a lot of questions. And if you're smart and you're up to the challenge, you'll answer those questions. You'll answer them over and over. You'll do research so you know what it is you're talking about. So you don't look like an idiot because you know that people want to make you look like an idiot because you're already taken on a popular position. When you only take the popular route, when you only have people that are in echo chamber and the majority of people are like, yes, you go. What's that? You're for Joe Biden. Preach. Tell them. Like, that's what the comments were on this lame ass post. They And it really was just a lame post as far as it's the same stuff everybody's been. You didn't even say anything original. Like, it was hack. And this guy isn't a comedian, so... Saying hack isn't me taking a swipe at him career-wise, but it was hack thinking what he threw out there. It's just like, okay, we've heard this before. And that's why it got on my nerves too, because it wasn't even original thinking. So of course it's like, this is insulting on more than one level, but you know, I'm being cool. So I was, I was willing to hear him out, but because he took the popular position, nobody's ever questioned him before. So he wasn't ready for it. So then when I brought up the fact that I am LGBT and that I am a person of color, then all of a sudden he got like, well, we can't talk about it. Well, when you brought up the fact that your wife and your daughters are Mexican or, you know, your wife's Mexican and your daughters are half because you're white and your daughter's half. So you don't know, but you know, like you're the one, technically you're the one that brought that up. So later on in the conversation, when I really push on that, I'm like, oh, that's what I actually am. Suddenly he didn't want to talk about it. He was like, well, once race and uh, LGBT get brought in, that's when I have to bow out. It's like, yeah, you're choosing to bow out now after technically you brought it up in reference to your wife and your daughters. But now that you realize that you're talking to somebody that will actually run that road with you, you want to do that? I'm great at that. And I'm not even being silly right now. It's just, it's where I excel. If you're going to tell me as a LGBT Latino, what your experience is secondhand through your wife and your kids. Oh, let me tell you firsthand what it's like. Let me tell you exactly what we're dealing with. No, doesn't want it then. Then all of a sudden it's like, it's time for me to end this conversation. Well, that's white privilege right there. Is getting to say that now this has gotten inappropriate. So I'm going to wrap up this conversation now and then feeling like, mm, I'll put my laptop away. Mm.
I accomplished a lot. I really showed him. You showed me nothing. You didn't even show me that you could defend your own position. Even if you did it poorly, I would have respected that more than what you actually did, which was deflect, 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 which is what you always say about Donald Trump. Do better. Everybody just do better. That's all I'm going to say is just do better. And more importantly than doing better is staying unbothered. And I really am unbothered at this point. Thank you for letting me yell at you guys. I'm, I'm going to have fun editing this one. I fall in love with me a little more each time I edit. And I know that some people would say that that's not healthy and that I'm full of myself. But I'm going to ask you, who the f*** am I supposed to be full of if not myself? I live my life. I live for me. I've got a small dog and me. That's the way life works out. So guess what I'm about? Me and then the small dog I take care of. Stand bothered. This has been Ty Rivera, the absolute best LGBTQ comedian in the world. Mm -hmm.